The city of Brockton is now in your hands. The Brockton Mass City of Champions app is a revolutionary civic app that will give whoever downloads it a full picture of the city of Brockton. Users of this app can discover new businesses and restaurants, have access to the local transit system schedule, learn who the Brockton elected officials are, explore attractions and amenities, and stay up to date with the latest news and information going on in the City of Champions. Among the many amazing features of the app is its business directory feature. This business directory is comprised of over 2,000 known businesses in the City of Champions. Business owners who claim their business will have the advantage of free promotion on the app. They will have the ability to inform users of their menus, special deals and discounts, and any other pertinent information. Here's how to claim your business. First, on a laptop or computer, visit claim.mycivicapps.com and click the Claim My Business button at the bottom of the screen. Next, type in Brockton Mass City of Champions plus your business name in the appropriate search bars. Once your business appears on the screen, press Claim, enter a name, email, and password for the account, and click Continue. Finally, fill out all of your pertinent business information. This includes everything from the business location, hours, and more. Once complete, click the Save and Send to Moderator button for a final approval. Once the moderator approves, your account is all yours to customize and use however is best for your business. If you cannot find your business on the app, please email listmylocalbusiness at gmail.com and a moderator will ensure your business is inputted into the app for you to claim. The Brockton Mass City of Champions app is available for download on both the Apple and Android app stores. Download the app today. Hey there, General Red Review here with Old Colony Pest Control. If you're having pest problems in a commercial or residential setting, we're the people to call. Veteran-owned, based in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, Old Colony has been here servicing your homes proudly, and we plan to keep it up. Our team is fast, efficient, and reliable. We go above and beyond to cater each project's individual need. No task is too much for us, so give us a call. 774-400-5993. Again, the number is 774-400-5993. Hope to hear from you soon. General Red Review, out. Sugar the Play, a cash team production, is looking for actors and singers to fill several slots for this upcoming live play. For more information, please call 216-394-8926. That's Sugar the Play, auditions at 216-394-8926. Another lesson from my neighborhood. Do you know how to tell if mom is overdosing on drugs? If your mom shoots dope every day like mine You can only help her if you know the signs of an overdose An overdose? Yes, an overdose Don't call the ambulance if you're in doubt Unless she shakes uncontrollably or foams at the mouth That's an overdose Okay, that's an overdose mm -hmm. That's an overdose Find her on the floor or find her in bed And if you know what to do She won't end up dead Of an overdose Really? 
guess an overdose. Oh, I don't know. The signs of danger are simple to see. If she's twitching and seizing and can barely breathe, that's an overdose. Yeah, that's an overdose. That's an, an overdose. overdose. Mom always knows best. What you're thinking? Is this the booth drafting the circuits, three-way theater, or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth, in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? As far as closets go, this is really nice. Oh. It is. Condoms. Let's see them. Excuse me? Let me see the condom you plan on putting on my quarterback's weenie. Sorry. Oh my uh, god. Yes. Holy shit! Just put a baby in me, please. Oh, I don't I'm know. I'm in love that. with you. Oh, good. We can have a really great life together. Zip it, psycho! Find another famous person's life to ruin. Get out! Get out of my house! Jesus. World's a dangerous place, Moran. Yeah. Until you learn how to live in it. Fine. Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
All right, it's your boy, Sinister One, broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to The Booth. It is now 7.04. It is February 8th. We are flying along. I got to thank my guest for last week's, my special guest on the show. First Tuesday of every month, I have attorneys Ken Diesenhoff and my guy Robert Resnick, U.S. military JAG officer, retired. These guys come on. They talk politics. They talk legal stuff. And as I said, when they come on to talk, these guys have experience. We're not just a bunch of guys just throwing around opinions and ideas. These guys know their law. If you missed the show last week, it was some good stuff. We talked about January 6th insurrections. We talked about a lot of this stuff that's going down, and we broke it down with all these trials and voting election trials and stuff. So check out the podcast from last week. It's out there. Um, this week, I want to welcome Tal Zlotnitsky. Did I say that right? You Ooh. sure did. Well done. Nice. He's coming on the show with me, and let me get into my sponsors. He's up in the left-hand corner. Uh, my sponsors down the left-hand side, Michael Douglas Barreto, MDB Electronics. Whenever I want to get my controllers fixed and repaired, I send them out to him. He gets them back to me in 24, 48 hours. My recording artist, Viana Marie, her music is available everywhere online. I want to thank everybody who showed up to her music video shoot this past weekend for her new single, Let's Roll, which is the first single off her It's Personal album. Her streaming music is everywhere. Check out everywhere on all the streaming sites. Tactical Target Systems. When you guys see me going off at the range, my fear of the zombie apocalypse. Donald Robertson owns the company. He gives me these zombie targets, and I go to the range, and that's what I do because, you know, my fear of zombies, and I want to be the next Rick Grimes. So, And we've got a new winner. I love Boston sports. If you guys see me right here, I'm rocking my Mac 10 shirt from Mac Jones. I've got my 28-3 hat from the Super Bowl. And our new winner, Mike Smith, over here in the left below us. Mike Smith is the winner of the shirt uh, from two weeks ago. Dropped this shirt off to him, got his picture. So congrats to Mike Smith winning the shirt. Also, Old Colony Pest Control, veteran-owned. We support our veterans here on Hoobazoo Network in the booth. Carl Bunnell, veteran-owned, residential and commercial. If you have pests in your home, 774 774- 405993. And we're going to skip over the news booth real quick because my first guest, we're going to chop up sports after we have this um, interview with him. And as I said, I got Tal on with me. And this is a guy who originally was known as the patriotic millionaire. If you go on his website and stuff, you'll see pictures of him actually speaking outside the White House. He was a CEO of many companies, he was a consultant. Um, this guy knows this stuff about financials, but then all of a sudden he had, I don't know, like an epiphany or something. And now this guy is here next week is Valentine's day. He's now this relationship guy, you know, and he's here talking about his company now called our love, our dot love. I got, oh, oh, everybody in the chat already. Wow. Felicia, all you guys. Thank you. We got a great show here. First of all, Talk about this CEO career first and, and this patriotic millionaire. I mean, you you were, like I said, you were speaking outside the White House before this new endeavor. Talk about this first. Yeah, actually, uh, there, there's a direct connection between my uh, speaking outside the White House and my decision <laughs> to start our love and, uh, you know, what you had talked about briefly uh, related to January 6th. So uh, the long story is this. I came to this country as an immigrant when I was uh, 12 years old. Uh, I had the opportunity to experience America from from the bottom to the top as an undocumented immigrant. I 
uh, was fortunate to be able to go uh, get healthcare services from a, a free clinic uh, and be able to ultimately attend college in part on a Maryland senatorial scholarship. I started businesses while I was in college. My first business was a remarkable failure. I literally blew up and uh, um, had to be helicoptered to the hospital with burns. Uh, but rather than, uh, you know, that forcing me to, you know, reevaluate whether business was the right career choice for me, I doubled down on it. I, I learned from those mistakes and uh, started uh, other companies, including several that have been very successful and, and uh, been able to, uh, uh, been I've been very fortunate, very blessed, and, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, you know, what, what led me to be outside the White House was, uh, you know, my, my strong views as someone that came to this country as an undocumented immigrant, that uh, what makes America great is, is opportunity, diversity, uh, the opportunity for people to earn their way to the top. Um, and I was deeply concerned about whether America, that my children are inheriting, uh, is the same America that I was able to come into in 1986. And uh, I became a patriotic millionaire, not because I, I, I hate the name, I hate the association with uh, you know, I, I'd rather the name wasn't as, uh, you know, bombastic. I didn't come up with it. I wasn't the founder of the Patriotic Billionaires, but I was a member of the group and a very active member. And, and uh, among the things that I uh, wound up doing was early in Barack Obama's presidency, I uh, was very fortunate to speak on behalf of uh, the Obama administration to the White House press uh, in the context of supporting the president's positions on letting some of the Bush tax cuts expire, which, of course, would impact me. Uh, at the time as someone that was in the income brackets that we most impacted by that. Uh, I was obviously delighted to be there. I thought I was having a great impact. Uh, but reality is, if I, if, if I fast forward through some of my professional career, with your permission, uh, yeah, sure. where no I problem. wound up with, uh, is realizing as I, um, as I looked at my impact, uh, you know, say eight to 10 years later, that, that, that picture of me at the White House in 2012, I began to be, uh, I began to feel a lot less great uh, about the impact I've had. So I've, I've supported political causes. I've supported politicians. Um, I've, I've, I've tried to speak and I even considered a political career, but ultimately the impact I've had hasn't been that great. And, uh, and I say that because look at where we are. I mean, the, you know, uh, I, I was a huge supporter and fan of president Obama. I think he did uh, remarkable things. And yet in a very short amount of time, uh, a lot of the good work that he did, arguably was undone. And the country is uh, in many ways further apart and we are more at each other's throat than maybe ever. And that is actually why I started Our Love. Uh, yes, this company is first and foremost about helping people who are in a romantic relationship love their significant other more and better. It's a tech app. You can download it at the App Store, either the iOS uh, or, or, or Google Store. It's coming on Valentine's Day, so you can't get it yet. Uh, so those of you listening, please uh, maybe write it down. We'd love to have you download the app and be among our early adopters. But the objective of the app is to help people communicate more effectively, uh, understand each other better, show more respect, show more appreciation, show more curiosity about each other, hold themselves accountable. All these things, quite frankly, I think are really missing in our society right now. And one of my goals with starting this company in the aftermath of January 6th, I actually left iControl in March of 2021. So about three months after my last company, iControl, I left to start Our Love because I was deeply concerned about what's going on in this country, among other things. And I felt that love is the place where, regardless of your political orientation, you could be a you know, a Republican, Democrat, independent, white, black, uh, Asian, you could be gay, you can be straight, you can be rich, you can be poor, uh, you can be Catholic, you can be Jewish, you can be Muslim. We all want to love more and better, and we all want to be loved more and better. 
And so my view was, if I can create technology that help people experience more and better love, the impact of that, the ripple effect of you experiencing more love in your home with your significant other will hopefully be you're also a better neighbor and maybe you're a better coworker and maybe you're a better citizen. And hopefully we are able to piece together enough happy couples who have improved their relationship and learned good skills and are carrying that on into the community. Wow. Wow. So you, you, you realistically, you walked away from something that was, you know, that high honors, you were doing this all. And you said, you know what, I'm done. This is what people need. And I commend you on that because you're right. Everything that you said there, um, a lot of people have gotten away from compassion and, 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 and the things that you talk about, the communication and things of that sort. Like I see right now, you talk about the state of this country. And, and it bothers me at the fact that right now you can't be in the middle. Now, I'm a guy that's in the middle. I use common sense. I see the good. I see the bad. But you can't be, and I've had this on my own social media. You say one thing that's in that middle of the road, you're attacked by the left. If it's something the right doesn't like, you're attacked by the right. And I'm, I'm, I'm constantly going back and forth and going back and forth. And you're right. There's, it, people need to be more compassionate. And it does start with relationships in the home um and you you i saw yeah, I mean, you cite yourself if, I, it's, i'll it's say this i think thing. that uh yeah i mean first people who are unhappy at home and the numbers are pretty staggering only 10 percent of relationships qualify as both healthy and happy according to research that was published published in psychology today uh in 2019 so 90 of us are in relationships that are not where they need to be. And quite frankly, there are a lot of reasons for that. Some of that, by the way, is technology. So you might argue, well, you're going you're gonna to add technology to try to solve a problem that has, at least on some level, is created by technology. First of all, the answer is yes. Okay. Um, but, but that's besides the point. I think the, the reality is exactly as you stated, we are no longer able to even have a civil conversation about our points of disagreement. We are no longer able to view each other not as enemies, but as people who value the same things, but maybe are coming at them from a different perspective. And quite frankly, in a lot of relationships, romantic relationships, that is the source of a great deal of pain. Rather than approaching your significant other from a place of curiosity, I'm really interested. Why do you feel the way that you feel? Why are you experiencing things the way that you experience it? A lot of us immediately go to being defensive, attacking from the victim position, basically telling our significant other that they are wrong, and that they are uh, they are they are not being fair or whatever it is that we do. These are things that are we are seeing that in our society everywhere. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that the opportunity to help people start by improving their relationship with their most important other person on earth, their significant other. Sixty percent of Americans in a survey that we did with SurveyMonkey reported, and just under the sixty percent reported that they would love to uh, have a better, warmer relationship with their significant other, love their significant other more and better, and be loved by their significant other more and better. But people don't know how to do it. And when I say people don't know how to do it, I'm not casting, you know, it's not a matter of blaming people. The reality is this. The world has changed dramatically, right? You and I, Keith, I think we're probably about the same age. We grew up in a world where we didn't have cell phones as kids. My first cell phone was up when I was, I think it was a freshman in college, the first cell phone I had, right? So we grew up in a different world. The world that people grow in now is, is a world that's much faster moving. There's a lot more information coming at us. It's coming at us from all directions. And as a result of that, it's really, really hard to pay attention to the things that 
may improve the way we experience life versus the ones that are not. It's not really easy to tell this is impactful, this is not impactful. The idea behind our app is, you know what, the, the science behind relationships is actually very well established. Science is actually clear on the things you need to do more or less to experience a happy relationship. It's just not that accessible to most of us. When I say it's not that accessible, it's available in books. It's available in magazines. And you know what? In this day and age, people are not reading books. They're not really reading magazines. We need to reach people where they are with a tool that they have. And every one of us has in our hands at almost any given point, a phone. And we can provide information to you in a fun, gamified way. Because that's our app. Our.love is not some boring therapy app. It's a game. The idea of the app is you and your partner commit to the app. We help you determine where you are in your relationship. It gives you a relationship score. A lot of your listeners are sports fans, as am I. And I actually start from the place of, well, what's the score? People want to know in, in my relationship or anywhere else, what's the score? How are we doing? There are seven critical love skills. How, where do we stand on each of them? Where do I think we stand? Where does my partner think we stand? And then once we determine where we are, we may disagree. We may not see the world the same way, which is okay. We're different people. How do we get to a place where we are both experiencing love the same way, which is we're feeling safe, we're feeling, we're feeling respected, we're feeling heard, we feel seen. These things are available, but you need, you need some support to do it. And it's funny you talk about this because people could use this app during COVID because for those who remember, that first year of COVID, I don't know how many people around me or you saw on Facebook how many relationships deteriorated fast under that first year of COVID when everybody had to be locked up together and people who have been faking relationships for so many years, once they were locked down with each other, they realized I'm not really compatible with this person that I've been with for friggin' over 10, 15. You saw it. It was, it was, um, it was just mind boggling how many marriages and relationships that first year of COVID ended from celebrities to people that I knew personally. I mean, and, and, you talk about the app and the score. What if you're what if you're somebody when this app comes out in February and you do this thing with 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 a with a partner and your score is low <laughs> right out right out the gate? Do you just dump it or do you work on it? Well, it, de- it depends. And I actually, I, you know, I, I had a marriage of twenty years that ended uh, during COVID, uh, and I would say that generally speaking, a, a lot of people, regrettably wait too long to start trying to repair in their relationship. And by the time they maybe wake up and have a desire to repair, the amount of damage that's been done, the amount of distance that's grown between uh, the couple is such that it is extraordinarily hard. Our app is not for people in deep trouble. Now, I'm not saying if you're in deep trouble in your relationship and you want to try our app, come on. We have a lot of good stuff and we'll be as helpful to you as we can be. But we're actually designed for an average couple experiencing an average relationship where you have your ups, you have your downs. There is love there. Maybe you don't feel it every day. Maybe you annoy each other. Maybe you feel like you could be respected more or heard more. The idea of the app is once we help you determine where you are, we put, we take you on a journey to learn how to be better at the things you're not so good at. And remember, ultimately life is about learning. If you're, if you're, if you're not learning, you're dying. Okay. But if you don't have access to the right information, if you don't know how to do things, well, why should you expect your outcomes to get better? I would say to anyone that's listening to this who is in a relationship with someone that they love and the relationship on a, you know, 
on a day-in, day-out basis is okay, but maybe not as great as it can be. You know there's love there, but maybe you're not feeling in your belly every single second, or maybe more often than not, you're not feeling it. Come try the app. I mean, what you're going to find is we can help you and your partner find a way to each other and help you stay there uh, through a combination of games and activities and videos and readings. It's all designed for the modern attention span, right? We, none of us have uh, the kind of time that maybe, you know, our grandparents had to go to go read a bunch of books. And, and, and not that they were necessarily all that much better in relationships, right? But the reality right. is we are seeing people doing worse now than ever. Here's some data that will shock you. We all are familiar with the, the, the statistic that 50% of marriages end in divorce. You've heard that statistic. We all have heard that statistic. Yeah. What if I told you that if you got married today, your odds of making it to 40 years are down to a third, okay? What if I told you that second marriages are doing worse than first and third marriages do worse than seconds and fourth marriages do worse than third? And the question is, well, how is that possible? Are we never learning? Are we not getting any better? I'd say that it does boil down to acquiring certain skills. And if you don't acquire them, then yeah, maybe it's a new relationship, but it's still you with your flawed skills and maybe your injuries from childhood, from trauma that you suffered, you're bringing that with you into the relationship. And if, if it's not addressed in some sort of constructive way, guess what? As soon as things get rough, what will people, what do people do? They deviate to the mean. They, they, they forget their best selves that maybe they read about in the book. And they go to a place of maybe being defensive or being aggressive or being angry or being or shutting down all behaviors that all of us are familiar with. Either we've done them or our partner has done them. And what's the one thing that those things have in common? They don't work. You don't come to a if 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 you're experiencing difficulties and your answer is to get angry or to get defensive or to start blaming or to shut down. I can promise you one thing. You won't be happier. Happiness doesn't come from those things. Happiness comes from maturely deciding to do something differently. If you want a different outcome, right? What's the saying? Do the same thing over and over again. That's a definition of insanity. If you're not having success in your relationship and you're just continuing to go on and on and do the same things in the same way, or maybe you change momentarily, but then you deviate right back to where you were, you're not going to be happy. And the thing is, happiness is available. It's accessible. A little bit of effort and you can find your way back to happiness and love. Mm, good stuff coming into Vin, uh, Valentine's Day. Felicia Damon says adultery is the worst in the relationship. I can agree with you that, you know, that's that was one of the reasons that my marriage, my first marriage went uh, south. Um, and it still bothers me that it happened. Um, Keith, oh, I can comment on that. Oh, go ahead. I can comment on that because, because of course, look, adultery is deeply, deeply painful. Um, and um, and it, the, 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 the path to recovery from adultery is, uh, is arduous. And it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, but the fact is that adultery is rarely um, a uh, set aside from other challenges in their relationship. Generally speaking, what drives people to adultery, and I'm not a relationship scientist. I, I can just talk from, from experience and from, from, from being a, a human in the world who's almost 50 years old, right? Drives people to adultery oftentimes is not feeling seen and heard, not feeling appreciated, uh, feeling that my partner is not kind to me uh, and they don't care about me. And, and then someone pays attention. 
someone is there and sees you maybe for the great person that, that you are. We all have beautiful sides. Um, and the next thing you know, you find yourself doing something that you know is morally reprehensible and that you're not proud of. And, and maybe at some point you're caught or you decide to end it and maybe, maybe you come forward and admit it. The challenges that creates are extraordinary. And, and I would say that you know, while we would be delighted to be as helpful as possible to couples that have experienced adultery. They, they are, uh, those are some of the greatest, most difficult challenges. And I would, I would uh, humbly suggest that a couple that's recovering from that probably needs therapy. Uh, an app is probably not going to be enough. But if you're right. in a relationship where maybe you've been, you know, you're, you're tempted, you're thinking about it, you don't feel seen, you don't feel loved, but you haven't gone there yet. You, you, you still would, all things being equal, much rather have a great relationship with your significant other. This is an, a chance to do that. And, and, and let me, you know, from our focus group, some of the really interesting things that emerged is, and, and I'm going to generalize, and I apologize because not all men care about statistics and not all right. women just care about effort. There's obviously an overlap. Um, but the data that we gathered in our focus groups showed some remarkable uh, affinities. Men were very interested in knowing the score. Where am I in my relationship? By the way, within five minutes of downloading the app, we give you a reading of where you are in your relationship across seven critical love skills. And we tell you where we think your partner is based on your initial answers. When they join you in the app, we get answers from them and we can continuously refine. But within five minutes, we give you a reading. This is where you are in your relationship. For a lot of people, that's eye-opening. They have no idea that in, in you know, maybe appreciation, they're, they feel like they're doing well because yeah, I'm vulnerable and, you know, I'm, I'm accountable and we're spending quality time, but maybe on the appreciation and your score is in the range that science says it's putting your relationship at huge peril. Being able to know that is, is hugely impactful. But then it's once we help you identify what's where you are, we help you start working towards getting better. We, we, we do that through a variety of means. Some of them are things that you do with your partner. Some of them are things you do on your own. But ultimately, there is a path to getting better. If you're prepared to do some work, and by the way, by work, I don't mean, you know, this is not backbreaking work. It's not stressful work. It's not painful work. It's just committing to being present with your partner and on your own with a focus on improving your relationship. For women, what was really impactful in, in our focus groups was seeing their partner's effort. So one of the things in the app is that you engage with the app. Let's say you read a, you, you watched a video, you earn love coins, right? So those love coins accrue to you and you continuously earn love coins as you engage with content, watch videos, read blog posts, do exercises. Women responded to seeing the number of love coins that were being earned by their partners because the love coins represent what? They represent effort. In order to earn the love coins, you had to watch the videos. You had to read the blog posts. You had to play the game. And that is oftentimes the starting point for relationals, for relations going back to a more healthy place. Because if I start from a place of, I don't trust you, I, I, I don't feel loved by you, or, or maybe I don't feel as loved by you as I'd like, but I can see you're making an effort. Well, that's, for a lot of people, that's enough uh, to, to lean and make an effort. That's, that the data showed, particularly for women, that's impactful. And men, being able to tell where they are and being able to show their partner the effort they're putting in. Being able to say, look, I'm making an effort. Look, I, I, I'm in the app. You can see what I'm watching. You can see what I'm reading. You can see how much I'm trying. For a lot of men, that's 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 really impactful, um, and and we're really excited to see 
how this, you know, where we go from here, you know, what, where our community takes us in terms of how to develop the product further. Right. Wow. Great, great stuff. Now I know you have a, you're, you're actually on a conference call and um, we're actually at seven twenty eight. I know you got to get out of here. Yeah. So I'm going to get one question, at least one sports question in with you. For those who don't know, Tal is located in Florida, down there in Tampa, lifelong resident. He's a major a huge... Tampa, we, we, we pronounce it Champa. It's Champa Bay. Uh, just, oh, just God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you guys get one Super Bowl, and now it's... <laughs> one Super Bowl. The last two Stanley Cups, the Rays made the World Series... Okay. Okay. Even our NASL soccer team won a championship, my friend. <laughs> this is Champa Bay all the way. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I have a buddy who's a he's he's here in New England. Tom Brady went down there, got you guys a Super Bowl championship, and he was he bought season tickets to Tampa Bay. And he said they didn't waste any time. They called him this week, the season ticket office, and said, "Hey." You haven't renewed your season tickets yet. Are you coming back? And he's like, no, because Tom's gone. <laughs> so it's kind of let funny me, to hear that. It's really, it's so funny. And, you know, you, literally before Tom came, you could wake up on a Sunday morning and if the weather was beautiful, which it almost always is in Tampa, you could say, you know right. what, I want to go to the football game and you can get seats, you know, lower level <laughs> between the 20s for 80 bucks, right? <laughs> you could not get an upper deck ticket for less than $250 for the last two years. It's been incredible. What a privilege it was to watch him prove that it was him and not Bill Belichick that won you guys all those Super Bowls. Well, I, that's a longer debate. You'll be on here forever if I get into my <laughs> whole rant because it does take a lot to do it. Um, one of the things I do want to mention before we let you get out of here, though, is MLB baseball. Um, the Red Sox and Tampa Bay have built this real nice rivalry. Um, you know, it used to be Red Sox and Yankees, and then all of a sudden Tampa Bay came on the scene, and all of a sudden you started marking Tampa Bay games on the calendar against the Red Sox because it's it, it seems like every time we play, it's a knockdown drag out, and I love it. I love the fact that this is a secondary rivalry. Um, how do you feel about it? Because I know you even have it right on your website. Anybody who beats the Red Sox. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So uh, so I, I'll say that, you know, I started a company called Our.Love, but my first love is baseball. I played semi-pro baseball for a couple of seasons. Oh. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I'm asked what, ha- you know, what happened. And I, and I have to admit that the truth is that uh, I got hurt. Uh, and by getting hurt, I mean, I, they cut me and it hurt my feelings. Um, and, uh, outside of that, I, I, I have been a giant, giant baseball fan and a huge fan of the Tampa Bay Rays going back to the year I moved here, right? So I moved here from the Maryland suburbs in 2006 and the Tampa Bay Rays were a terrible franchise. Uh, Vince Namoli was not a very good owner. This team was losing games like crazy and it wasn't drawing any fans. The only thing that we still have in common with that team is we're still not drawing any fans and I'm a season ticket holder of the Rays, So I'm, that's very frustrating to me. But what's incredible about this franchise is how year in and year out, they find a way to win without uh, any real superstars, right? I mean, if you, if you think, maybe you could say Kevin Kiermaier, it's maybe a superstar. This team really, since Evan Longorio straighted, have, has not had a bona fide superstar. They win by playing team ball. Actually, you know, they have that in common with maybe the New England Patriots under Belichick, right? right. There were some stars, but for the most part, they won by just 
being blue collar and, and winning baseball I and mean, winning football games, the Rays win that way. And, and I love it. And I think that, you know, as you look at the Red Sox Yankees rivalry, quite frankly, I think it's less exciting because every season, every off season, one of the two teams, if not both of those teams go out there and buy the most expensive free agents <laughs> they can get their hands on. Uh, these guys are not through and through committed to their clubs are really committed to their contracts. Um, and what I love about the Tampa Bay Rays, and what I love about this franchise is that you see team ball day in and day out. Players who play all over the field, um, uh, managers and, and coaching staff that are managing um, without ego, um, you know, following data, wherever the data leads. And it shows. I mean, the, the Rays are consistently winners. If you look at the Rays over the course of the last 10 years, the Rays have won more games than the Red Sox. They've been consistently good. The Red Sox have had off years. Uh, the Rays have not. The Rays are consistently winning. So it's an incredible rivalry. Um, I spent a lot of time in Boston. My son goes to Boston College. I mean, sorry, Boston University. Uh, he's a diehard yeah. Rays fan as well. Uh, and, and we go, uh, you know, when the Red Sox and the Rays play at Fenway, which I got to admit, Fenway is the best place to watch baseball on earth. Uh, we're always there. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll say that it's fun to be on on such a competitive, uh, you know, in, in, in such a competitive environment against such a story town like Boston. I mean, to be frankly even mentioned in the same breath as Boston for football and baseball and hockey um, is a great honor. And I think Tampa Bay, you know, um, it, it, Tampa Bay is making its citizens proud. Now all we need to do is get some people to come out and watch some baseball. <laughs> so we're at 734, man. I, we ran a little bit over. I know you're going to get back to this meeting. So just let them know where to find this app on February 14th, the hour.love. Sounds good. Yeah, so Hour.Love is available in multiple ways. You can go to the iOS store. You can go to the Android store. Look for Hour.Love. You can also go to our website, Hour.Love. Uh, you can go there right now. If you go to the website now, you can sign up uh, to be one of the first people notified when our app goes live on, on Valentine's Day. Uh, there are free prizes we're going to be giving away. We're giving away free lifetime basic subscriptions to people that sign up between now and December and uh, February 28th. So lots of reasons to join. Um, lots of cool things coming, including some unique and fun television uh, that we are uh, uh, including a, uh, uh, a uh, animated series written by a very talented young kid who's actually from Boston. Um, so we're really excited about uh, the direction we're taking this company. And, and I'm really grateful to have a chance to talk to you today, Keith. Oh, I'll definitely, I, we'll definitely have to talk offline later. Um, and we'll yeah. get you back on when you're ready to kick off the TV stuff and the animated stuff, because I'd love to have you back on after valentine's day and we could maybe hopefully by then they'll be settled on the mlb lockout we maybe we could be able to chat a little upcoming baseball too so um yeah, what i'm gonna do here much. Really, yeah no great stuff um what i'm uh, gonna do here um let's see here we're gonna take a quick break i'm gonna show you guys a trailer for the new show bel air that premieres super bowl sunday that is the reboot of the fresh prince of bel air which you guys know i've showed the fan-made trailer that was made by a fan who turned this Bel Air comedy into a drama. And that airs this weekend after the Super Bowl on, on Peacock. I can't wait. I'm excited. So here's a trailer, and I'm going to get out of here so he can get to his meeting, but I'll be back with more booth after this. Here we go. This time we're trying to make you forget who you are and where you came from. Don't let it do that. Damn! 
Jeffrey Thompson, house manager. Will! Oh, Bill! Ten years is a long time. Let me show you around. Where them dimes at? Hillary! Will! Let's go find you something fit for a prince. What do you think? I made you love. Yo, Uncle Phil! I'm glad you're safe. We'll talk later. Yo, is this really baby Ashley? You're a long way from home, Mom. Oh, too. How you been? You know, thriving. I hope uh, one day we can talk about why you're really here. Do you know why I'm here from Philly? Scrap on the bull court. Got nasty. Oh, food ice. Was it you? Now some bad man from Philly want to deal with you. Why move mountains to give you here? So here's the story. Came to Bel Air for a better education. Simple. Be patient. Give this a real chance. We have a different set of rules here, okay? If you want to do well, just keep your head down and follow my lead. Oh, whoa, whoa. Man, you know I'm a rep West Philly wherever I go. Yo, King, what's up, man? No love. Look around. These are my people. What? From now on, steer clear. Welcome to Bel Air. What the hell is my life? Yo, chill out, bro. Maybe Will just isn't cut out for this. Why are we working so hard to save a boy who doesn't want to be saved? Because we're going to him. A real man takes responsibility for his actions. A real man knows when to let go of his pride and make the most out of a second chance. Be the Will who charmed West Philly with his talent and swag. Let the music diffuse all attention. It's your boy, Sis One, broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to The Booth, 738, Tal Zlotnitsky. Man, good interview. Thank you for coming back on. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I'm definitely going to get him back on the show. Uh, Felicia Damon, all you guys in the chat, holding it down. Travis Partington, uh, Maddie C, Sports for You and Me, Triple Threat Tuesday. Maddie C's will be here at 8.30, and then he'll be followed by 9 o'clock. With Kevin Jeffrey Show, Happy Hour with Lito. Uh, episode 278 of Oscar Mike Radio is Thursday night. You want to check that out. Also, Gloria Shea's Talk Back with Gloria Shea comes back this Saturday. She's got three, four guests on the show this week, so we want to make sure we hold it down. Felicia Damon in the chat saying, don't forget, Dennis Allen is the new Saints coach. Yes, there's a lot of coaches being hired, a lot of GMs uh, being hired. Um, I want to get in to my news booth over here. News booth. Oh, first of all, before I get into the news booth, I got to thank Zal for coming on the show. And I got something for Zal before we. uh... Oh, no. We suck again. We suck again. Oh, no. (laughs) We suck again. (laughs) 
<laughs> Zal, if you're watching, that's for you, man. Tampa Bay, <laughs> lifelong Tampa Bay guy. Uh, that one's for you, man. Um, we have here in the news booth, parts of DW Fields Park here in Brockton is going to be closed on Thursday because they are filming a Netflix project TV show and they're going to be doing it. So part of, part of I guess I believe the, the upper front, maybe part, maybe up by Tower Hill, I guess, but I guess it's going to be closed. City of Brockton just put it out there that it will be closed on Thursday. If you're jogging or whatever, or trying to drive through, you're not going to be able to as they film. Netflix has been doing a lot in Brockton here. Been doing a lot, man. I'm very happy to see that. Also in the news booth, <laughs> The first here on the booth, guys. This is my son, Terrell Hayes. He is featured on the booth tonight. He's actually featured in the segment, Are You Serious? Tonight, if you guys are all watching, if you guys have heard the story and heard it on Hot 96.9 over the last couple of days, my son Terrell and his girlfriend ordered food and had DoorDash delivered, and my son Terrell... (laughs) <laughs> gets a text message from the DoorDash driver saying, hey, I'm going to be late with your food. I got pulled over. <laughs> and then a little bit of time passes, and then he says, hey, uh, the police are going to be delivering your food. So I guess the DoorDash driver got arrested, and the police ends up delivering the food to my son, Terrell, and his girlfriend. So in this episode of Are You Serious?, here is the exclusive video and text message <laughs> that my son received from the driver and the cops delivering the door. Just, he said the blue lights and everything. So here it is. Are you serious? Featuring my son Terrell and his girlfriend Bree getting the delivery from the Mattapoiset Police Department. Here we go. He was texting me. He got pulled over. I was like, okay, okay good luck. <laughs> And then he just texted me, he was like, okay, okay, police are bringing the the order. order. I was like, oh, okay. It's so crazy. Yeah. Thank you. Here you go. Have a good night. You too. Here you go. Thank you. No problem. Have a good night. You too. Are you serious? (laughs) Look, you can't, yo. I don't know what he got locked up for, but if he gets out, we need to find out who this DoorDash driver was because that is customer service at its finest right there. You you get pulled over, you're getting locked up, but yet you still text your customer and say, hey, your food's going to be a little late. And then you still allow the police to make that delivery go through. I hope my son let him keep the tip. Good stuff. Um, as I said, this is a booth first having one of my sons on as a segment on the booth. Um, also in the booth, let's see here. Canadian protesters are blocking access to major borders crossing as demonstrations against COVID-19 measures continue. So here's the hypocrisy in this one, people. Um, they're blocking and they're upset over the COVID-19 measures in Canada, so they're blocking up traffic and roadways and driving the prices of food up right now because of their this slowdown and bottleneck that they've caused. Now, let's just remember, people, the people who are doing this and protesting their rights 
under COVID-19 are the same people, a majority of these people are the same people that when we were doing the George Floyd protests and we wanted the people to recognize social injustice. Remember what a lot of these people were saying? Run them over. If they're in my way, run them over. Or play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Remember all that? This is the hypocrisy of America right now. This is the hypocrisy of people in this country and outside of this country right now. It It's okay for you to F things up when it, you feel your rights are being. See, you see the hypocrisy there? But guess what, people? That's still America. So anybody who's out there saying that we're becoming China or we're becoming Russia or we're becoming uh, North Korea, no, we're not, because this right here proves it. It's hypocritical, but it's still their right to protest. And they're protesting, even though no matter how hypocritical it is, they're still protesting. Because if this was North Korea or Russia or China, nope, that wouldn't be happening. It wouldn't have, We wouldn't be two or three months into this. Okay? So again, all y'all, with that one, y'all need to end it with that one real quick. <laughs> Moving on into the legal booth. This one's pissing me off, people. COVID vaccine gives Pfizer a sales and profits big boost. So for this quarter, Pfizer has doubled their profits. They're like in the billions right now for the money that they've made from the vaccine and the boosters. What pisses me off about this is the fact that Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson are reaping benefits from COVID vaccination and boosters, yet they are supposed to be paying out opiate victims for the dirt that they did selling and knowing that opiates were addictive and was going to ruin families. They took kickbacks. So all of this money that Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson are making from the boosters and the vaccinations are helping them pay out this opiate lawsuit that they settled. See the hypocrisy there, people? And this is when you you hear these things about conspiracy theories. Because I'll I'll tell you this, and I was talking this over with Mike Smith when I was dropped when I dropped this shirt off. If there was no COVID and no vaccination to make money off of, do you know where Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson would be right now, people? Think about this. Let's let's real talk here. If it wasn't for COVID and vaccinations and booster shots, which I got because, you know, COVID is a real thing. But if it wasn't there, Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson would probably be looking at bankruptcy. What they had to settle and pay out in this opiate lawsuit. Because it was billions of dollars. It was $24.3 billion total that these companies would have to pay out. So all of a sudden we have a, 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 a pandemic and two of the companies rushed to get the approval of all the big pharma companies, the top, the, the number one and the number three, because Johnson & Johnson is the third of the of the big three. Uh, Moderna is the number two. 
is this. It's scary. It Think about it. When you're going back and forth and talking about your rights and all this stuff, remember this. Remember the mockery of this one right here. While Pfizer is pulling in a ton of money, they're not feeling the pinch of the settlement they settled for costing people and generations of lives and families from the opiate lawsuit. Just remember that. Just think about that, people. Remember, I, I brought that to your attention here. because I've been talking about this and following this while everybody is looking the other way. The Jedi mind tricks, I tend to call it. Just remember that piece of information right there. Right? Because it's craziness. It's sheer craziness, people, when you look at it. Unbelievable. Um, in the entertainment booth, Donald Trump tells Joe Rogan to stop apologizing. Because you're looking weak and frightened. As you all know, Joe Rogan's having his issues with being on Spotify and spreading mistruths and things about the vaccination and things of that sort. And then now there's this video of him dropping the N-bomb, which I already said, he's not racist. Joe Rogan, I'm going to say it right here, he, in my opinion, he's not racist. Um, Joe Rogan, to me, is the white guy with the black friends who his black friends might allow him to drop the N-word comfortably or drop the N-word without being checked. I'm not one of these guys. If my white friend drops the N-word, I'm going to check him. You know why I'm going to check him? Because I don't want my white friend leaving and going somewhere without me and saying that N-word and then getting his ass kicked or worse. I got to check him. I got to let him know, bro, that's not you. You don't say that word. And I feel like even though... Joe Rogan was saying things on his podcast to try to explain situation stuff. I feel like he should have been smart enough to say, yeah, I don't really need to say the N word. I could substitute it with just saying N word and people will get the point. But see, that's the problem when you hang around with people like Dave Chappelle, you hang around with other comedians um, like Donnell Rollins, or you come up through the ranks with, you know, a lot of these black comedians and stuff and you kind of get a pass. And what happens is, is when the crap hits the fan, you're made to look like crap because people pull their receipts. But now you're up here apologizing for something that's making you look like what you may not be. I, I was a big defender of Trump when people were calling him a racist all the way up until Oklahoma when he was running for re-election. Is when I actually realized that Donald Trump was a racist. I was defending him for the longest time. Um, until I see definitive proof that Joe Rogan might be a racist. Um, I don't think he's a racist. I think he's a guy that just thought he had a pass to say that word because of who he associated with in comedy. And let's not forget MMA world. He's friends with a lot of minorities in the MMA world. He's good, you know, so let's see. We'll see from there. Um, Paramount drops the trailer for the new Halo TV series. I am friggin' excited to see this series. I'm a big fan of Halo. I was a huge fan of that when it came out. Um, there's already a little bit of controversy because in this trailer, they show Cortana, and she doesn't have her blue glow, and a fan already fixed it, and it looks like Paramount might take what this person did and add it to this show. I can't wait to see it, but here it is real quick. Here's the trailer for Halo. That debuts, I think it's March 24th. March 24th. It shows it at the end of the trailer, but here we go.
You. Humanity's best weapon. Master Chief, huh? The Master Chief was enhanced and trained for one purpose. To win this war, he and the other Spartans are our only effective weapons against the Covenant. He is lethal, upgradable, and most importantly, controllable. Covenant forces appear to be excavating some kind of object. When I touched the object, I felt something. I felt different. What they did to us makes you numb. And you just decided to help me. Why would a Spartan do that? What does one do with a superhuman you're not sure you can trust? Hello, Master Chief. I'm Cortana. Master Chief recovered something. Sacred ring. Halo. Humans. Surrender to the Covenant. Cortana, I'm gonna need you now. Find the Halo. Win the war. Woo! March 24th is when it comes. I can't wait to see this. I am excited. I am ecstatic. Yo. <laughs> For real. <laughs> For real. And hey, my man, Bokeem Woodbine from Cambridge is in this, who got his movie debut in the HBO movie Strap. I would love to get Bokeem on this show to talk about being in the Halo series. March 24th, I can't wait. I got, I'm got i like a little kid, man. Kid, I got Boba Fett. I got all my Marvel stuff. Now I got a Halo TV series. All right, let's get into the sports booth. Uh, May MLB stops testing players for steroid use. Pretty funny. The timing of it happens after, you know, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens don't get in on the first ballot for the Hall of Fame. But you know what? Like I said before last week, they were arrogant a-holes, and that's the reason why they're not in the Hall of Fame, and that's why the writers left them out. If they treated people a little bit better like Dave Ortiz did, a.k.a. Big Poppy, maybe they would be on that ballot. But they're a-holes, and I spoke about it last week um, as to why they're not there. But MLB stops testing players for steroid use. This isn't something that MLB decided on. It, it's a contracted thing in the players' union contract um, that the players be tested because they're on lockout and the time has expired. Um, they will not be testing players for steroid use question is is that what is going to happen when the mlb lockout ends and they come back does it does the does the steroid testing reinstate under the new contract or does the players get rid of the steroid testing um in the new contract that's going to be 
what we're going to have to see. Um, Alicia said, whatever happened to the movie that they was making? Um, if you're talking about Halo, I believe it was it was it was to be a movie, but they decided to make this a TV show, which is going to probably be better for the series. Um, is, is my concern. I think now we get multiple seasons if it's a hit uh, versus having just the one movie. I love how very authentic it is to the game itself. I'm pretty excited. I believe this project that's on Paramount stems from what was supposed to happen in 2015. <clears throat> I think that's exactly what happened was is that they felt it was a, it's a Halo is a bigger story than just to be told in one movie. And I think that's kind of where they headed. Uh Pro Bowl. AFC wins the Pro Bowl 41 to 35 and a few Patriots players still the show even though a lot of people complained, even I was complaining because there was no defense. <laughs> it was absolutely no defense. There was all types of gimmicks. They had players playing on defense that usually play offense and vice versa. Um, but three of the Patriots stole the show. Quarterback Mac Jones was mic'd up and had a great time on here. And, um, a lot of people were complaining about it, but look, I went to the Pro Bowl in 1997 with the Patriots. Had a hell of a time. Stayed in the same hotel where they filmed ESPN. It was good stuff. The NFL Pro Bowl is the NFL's version of Family Day. You know, like when your dad used to go to work and then that one day out of the year, the job had a day where the, the employer would take everybody to Six Flags or or Kennedy Lake Park, or Lincoln Park, or something of that sort. That's kind of what the NFL Pro Bowl is. It's like the NFL Family Day. Players bring their whole family down. You know, they get to mingle with kids and things of that sort. Um, the funny thing is about this year is that I always said there's a reason why the NFL isn't in Las Vegas. There's a reason why. And right now, the NFL is two years <clears throat> out of moving and getting their franchise in Vegas, and guess what, people? If you've been paying attention, it hasn't gone well. It hasn't gone well in Vegas for the NFL. You had John Gruden and his racist text messages. He had to get fired. You've got players doing all types of crap out there in Vegas. You had a player, wide receiver, budding wide receiver, who drunk driving kills somebody, and now you have Alvin Kamara after playing in the Pro Bowl gets into a fight in, in Vegas and they end up pummeling this guy while he's unconscious. So Alvin Kamara is going to look, I said this, there's a reason why the NFL is not in Vegas and we're seeing it. We're seeing it. But other than that, pro bowl, 6.7 million viewers. And we got to see Mac Jones having a little bit of fun. And I know Kevin Tachi, he was upset about the pro bowl. He said it sucked, <laughs> but it's all about fun. We all know what fun is, but I'm going to let you see how fun it is in this second. Are you serious? Featuring Mac Jones, quarterback of the New England Patriots. Here you go. Here's Mac. That's a green in front of him. Now has it. Where are they going to spot? Mac's going to run right out of the stadium. Mac Jones. 
<laughs> Look at him doing the gritty. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Hold on. Before I finish this up, let's re-roll this a little bit here. First of all, can somebody check the status of the Indianapolis Colts? What is this that he's doing to Mac Jones? Watch, pay attention to this. <laughs> what the hell is that? What is he doing? <laughs> it's like that weird old guy at the beach. <laughs> what is going on? And here, here's another one right here. This one here. That's awesome. This is Mr. Jefferson oh, from awesome. the Minnesota Vikings, I believe. Al Jefferson. It's not about what- this guy here. Let me just show you here real quick. Get a close up. Look at this. Mr. Jefferson's in the friggin' Pro Bowl. With his diamond set grills. Guess who didn't pay attention in NFL rookie seminar on how to spend and invest your money? Guess who didn't pay attention in that seminar, Mr. Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings? Because you went out and got diamond studded grill. I, I just. Oh my God. Really? So when you're broken penniless and suffering from concussions, and you're retired at the age of 35, guess what? You still got the diamond-encrusted grill to look at. Here it is, people. It's it's not about winning. Pro Bowl was not about winning. Here's what Pro Bowl was about. It's not about winning. It's about fun. What's that? Fun is when you... Fun is... It's like... It's kind of, sort of like a, what is fun? I, let me spell it for you. Happy, 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 friends who do stuff together. Do is for you and me. And is for anywhere and anytime at all. Down here in the deep blue sea. It's completely idiotic. Mac Jones getting the gritty, having fun. (laughs) Have fun, boy. Show it off. Do what you got to do. Tom Brady happy with the choice that he retired, but never say never. In other words, hinting a comeback. I already told you what the comeback's going to be. Comeback's going to be signing with the Patriots for one day so he can collect his little bonus that he gets for signing off with a lifetime team. A little bit of money, that little bit of bump he gets in the pension. Can't let that go. He's going to come back. He's going to do that. And then they're going to represent in Canton. When he goes to Canton, it ain't going to be a Tampa Bay jersey. I'm just letting y'all know. So all y'all who was salty and sour and upset about the fact that Tom Brady didn't mention him last week, there was there was levels to this. It's all, all marketing. It's all planned. His wife has got it in the right place. Look. Sit down. Sit down. He's going to give New England his props in good enough time. Stop it. Stop it. 
y'all sounded mad stupid last week when Tom Brady supposedly hurt everybody's feelings because he didn't mention them in his goodbye note. Stop it. Really? Because the Patriots have something planned. They've already said it. It's coming. It is coming. And guess what, people? When it comes, I'm going to be like a big fat, <laughs> a big fat I told you so is what I'm going to have uh, to say to you guys. Um, I got I got another topic here. Hold on. In regards to Tom Brady, because Tom Brady is he's here and, you know, he's marketing and all this stuff is going on and. Definitely got something planned for the Patriots. And like I said, it's going to be when he retires. But the other thing that I got to mention is, is that the NFL quietly thought that they could slip in today. (laughs) The fact that the NFL tried to cover up the BS deflate gate stuff that they put on Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady, somebody I heard said, I heard somebody say, Tom Brady's going to come out of retirement because he's mad about this Deflategate story. No, he isn't. He doesn't have to. People forget that under Deflategate scrutiny, Tom Brady served a four-game suspension, came back from suspension, and guess what he did? He won the whole damn thing. He won the whole damn thing. So Deflategate was already given the big FU. The problem here is that the NFL should have to answer for what they did. They have to answer for it. Why? Because Tom Brady served a four-game suspension. The Patriots lost a first-round and a fourth-round pick. So now, with this story coming out, you know what that means? No, you're not fucked up, Thompson. No, you're Real. NFL. Real. Get up. Serious. No, you're not fucked up, Thompson. No, you're not. <laughs> Give him back. Pay Brady his four-game suspensions back and give the Patriots back a first round and a fourth round. And then we'll be even. All right? Because that's, that's how I feel. That's how I definitely feel about this one right here. Give them back. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's got to recompensate the Patriots, boy. Somebody's definitely got to recompensate this team for the draft picks they lost over this late game BS stuff. And it was, and here's the sad thing about it, right? In this report that was released in the cover-up, they completely ignored science in trying to make the Patriots look bad and Tom Brady look bad. They completely ignored the same exact science that we talked about here on this show. In New England, when you have cold weather and you're a t- your, your tire pressuring monitoring sensors go off because the first frost hits and you lose air pressure because it's colder. And then when it's warmer, you gain air pressure. But the NFL completely threw science out the window and decided to go the route that they went. And we all no, know that is. No, you're not. <laughs> up. NFL, you effed up. Moving on, Biden bombshells at the top of the hour, 808. Got to get ready to get out of here. China is threatening a strong response as the U.S. prepares to give 
weapons and arms to Taiwan. As we mentioned on this show a while back, that China was making some moves that made it look like that they might be going in to take over Taiwan. While at the same time, Russia looks like they're trying to go over and take over the Ukraine. If Russia takes over the Ukraine and China goes in and tries to take over Taiwan, guess what's going to happen here, people? We're going to be at war. <laughs> no questions asked. If those two try to take those two smaller countries over, they've been trying to get their nips in them. We're going to war. It ain't happening. So China is pissed that the U.S. is arming Taiwan. Um, China is vowing a strong, strong response. So Biden's got his hands full right now. Everybody's talking about Biden right now. Biden's got his hands full. He's got this issue here with Taiwan and China, and he's got this issue with Ukraine that's still going on. As Russia is releasing all types of propaganda and trying to say that they're not going into the not going into the Ukraine. You're building masses and masses of troops along the Ukraine border. Okay, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, top White House scientist Eric Lander resigns. Um, cue the bye 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 music. Anybody who leaves under the Biden administration, they're going to get the bye 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 in sync. I know under Trump it was the Oompa Loompa song, um, but for this one here, it's going to be the bye 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 song from In Sync. Eric Lander, he's one of these smart guys from Harvard, MIT, and got you know all these degrees, and he's super smart. And sometimes when you're super smart, you tend to treat people like crap because you feel like you're better than them or you talk down to them and things of that sort. Um, I guess Eric Lander was a complete a-hole in the White House to the point where there were letters written about him and how he treats people. There was also um, a meeting with him to change his habits, and he didn't change. So now, guess what? He's time for him to resign. It got to the point where Biden had to step in, and they call it bullying. They were saying that Eric was was bullying people. So he definitely, definitely um, is out of the White House, and he stepped down and he's resigned. Dave Haggerty says, I love the Pats, but they definitely were deflating the balls. Everybody's deflating the balls, Dave. That's why this whole thing was BS. They were deflating. Everybody deflates the balls. Aaron Aaron Rodgers, during an interview, he admitted it and had to pull it back because he has the balls at a certain pressure that he that he likes. Okay, just three weeks ago, uh, they interviewed um, Justin Tucker from the Baltimore Ravens, and he let the cat out the bag talking about the kickers and, and pressures with the ball. And then he quickly rolled back his comments. Justin Tucker quickly rolled back his comments about the balls. So, the, so again, the NFL knows what was going on. They were just trying to find a way to make the Patriots look bad yet again. We get it. We, we know that there's things that were done. So we'll see. Like I said, the NFL is in the wrong. They just admitted it. And we'll see what happens there. But thank you, Dave, one of the winners of the shirts, tuning into the show. 811, I got to get ready to get out of here because Triple Threat Tuesdays. I'm trying not to run over as much because at 8.30, Matty sees sports for you and me. Matt has Brad Winger Wingfeld, who is on the latest episode of Crimes and Punishment on Netflix. This is a guy who played for the Danbury, Connecticut Trashers, which was run by the son of a mobster in Connecticut, a 17, Dave's son, his 17-year-old son, 
a hockey team to run. And it is amazing to hear what happened with the Danbury, Connecticut Thrashers. It's surprising that a lot more people weren't in jail. Um, it's very interesting, so you want to check that out. Also, Happy Hour with Leto at 9 o'clock with Kevin Jeffries. Uh, him and his wife on. They're talking about purpose in marriage. So they're going to be on at 9 o'clock. So we definitely want to check that out. But everybody who's in the chat, checking out this show, I got to thank you guys for coming on this show, hanging out with me, and I got to bring on the banners up here. Boom. And the hats. Those of you who are supporting me, um, thank you, thank you, thank you for buying the beanies. These are the shows that I produce. She Talks Football Podcast, Drafting the Circuits Radio, NASCAR season is about to begin. They had their warm-ups at the L.A. Coliseum this past weekend. Great time. I can't wait to hear these guys talk about it. Oscar Mike Radio, Thursday night. Reverend Warriors is going to be on to talk about their most recent fundraiser that's going to take place in April in Puerto Rico, so you want to check out Travis Proddington. Also, check out Happy Hour with Lito, as I mentioned. Mandy C's and Talkback returns on Saturday. Also, our T-shirt winner, Mike Smith, right there, sporting his shirt that he got today from ILoveBostonSports.com. Again, if you're in the chat and you have uh, been talking about this show and adding facts and things of sort to this show and helping us out, uh, you might win a T-shirt, even if your comments are BS and piss me off. <laughs> But that's that's where I'm at. Um, A7FL 2022 still signing up players. This is the no tackle. Well, this is the no pads tackle football league. They are kicking off this spring. Eight teams. And I can't wait to see this league come into play. Also, I got to thank everybody who showed out and supported Viana Marie's music video shoot this past weekend for the video Let's Roll, the first single off of the It's Personal EP. It's a song that she does featuring Hillary Banks. And I got to say, a lot of people showed up. A lot of people showed up. Mr. Melodic, Jason Andrade, and Gilberto of Dead Eyes, they showed up. We had a lot of people show up out there. BBM was in the house. Boom Squad Radio was in the house. Dread Savage was in the house. A lot of people was in the house, so... Uh, we got to thank uh, the sponsors. Oh, damn. My earpiece fell, and I'm not going to grab it during the show. I'll have to get it after the show. <laughs> and um, But thank you. Thank you, everybody, for coming. It was a big hit. Sando Films, Scott Sandonato for coming out, filming this. Um, he will be releasing a teaser trailer first, and then he'll be telling us the date of the actual video when we can get it. And then we're going to have a listening party and we're going to have a video release party. He will be in support. And that's about it, people. That is about it. Um, I'm going to get ready to get out of here. And um, let me just boom, see how I get this So I can get ready to get out of here. Let you guys go. And um, thank everybody for tuning in. Next week's. So, uh, I don't think I have anybody scheduled, but I do know the 22nd. I'm going to be making a big announcement about that. Kenny Hendricks, who is the guitarist for Rick James, is going to be on the show on the 22nd. But Kenny, who I met up with yesterday, he just informed me that that next Tuesday, 
second. Not just going to be Kenny Hendricks on the booth. Kenny Hendricks is bringing the whole damn Stone City band with him on with me on the 22nd. The Stone City band has been the backing band for Rick James, New Edition, Bobby Brown, Chaka Khan, Charlie Wilson, and many, many others. This show is going to be huge to the point where I had to invite a special guest host, Cleo Campbell, who you guys know from WBZ Radio. He's going to be on with me. Oh, hold on. He's going to be on with me. And um, it's going to be a good time. Cleo Campbell, my Zoom shut off, and I don't know why it shut off, because it's set for four hours. But um, that's about it. I want to get ready to get out of here. It's 817. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show. And uh, it's good stuff. But we'll be back next week. Alicia Damon, love the Jason mask. Yes, I did have a Jason mask on while DJing. was able to try out the new mashup, and everybody liked it. So we're good there. But, um, hey, I'm going to be getting out of here. Make sure to finish watching the rest of the Triple Threat Tuesdays. Maddie C Sports for you and me. Happy hour with Lido. And then later on, I'll probably be online. Look for Sinister One playing some Dying Light 2. But we out of here. SpongeBob, do me a favor. Take us home. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. i got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics instead. It's just that I'm, I'm up, up on this level up here, and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down here. Sweetest, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your shit, my man. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made this on repeat. Now that I've upgraded, I've been upset, but y'all think I'm playing. And I got it now, for these weak ass hoes that think I ain't slain. Try me trying, I'm probably in the black, cause I never back down. I'm that shit with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit, it's just like I'm home now. I ain't hood, I ain't tired of fussing, fighting, cause I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, it's on everything. I'm Oh, 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 oh,